Friends and foes, this is the prophet of pop culture, John Pika, and I'm coming to you live tonight in the Serial Box Network Saturday Rec Room and uh, doing a, uh, just a little experiment tonight and asking the question that you might be asking. What is going on with DC Comics, Warner Brothers, and HBO Max? And... I hope to uh, get to the bottom of that uh, a little bit uh, later, but it is New Comics Day. Yum! And I've been to the new comic book shop, I've been to the comic book shop to get new comics, and I'm going to share some of the new releases, and unlike some of those other geeky tale shows, I actually have the physical copies to show you what I'm reading this week, and... Um, I gotta share this though with you. Ollie's good stuff, cheap, two twenty nine. Lucky Charms, Honey Clovers. I'm gonna be doing a taste test of this later this week, and uh, we'll be having this Saturday morning on the back of the cereal box when we are going to be talking about DC versus Marvel Comics, which is best and why, and does it matter? So you'll want to join us. This Saturday. Now let's talk about some new comics. Yum! I've got a stack. So, uh, out of the new releases that came out today, I only picked up three. Um, I picked up Demon Wars, issue number one by Peach Momoko. And if you're not familiar with Peach Momoko's work, she basically recasts the MCU, the, the Marvel Comics universe, as um, in feudal Japan, and, and the heroes are fighting uh, Oni and Samurai, and it's this gorgeous watercolor artwork. It's just fantastic. And issue number one is the Iron Samurai. Super excited about that. And um, also, this week... Moon Knight number 14 by McKay, Capuccio, and Rosenberg. And in this issue, it appears that Jake, Stephen, and Mark are going to have a uh, come-to-conshu come meeting and uh, reconcile some of their uh, differences between the personalities and... Um, this run has been great. Jed McKay has been doing a great job. And the uh, artwork by Capuccio is phenomenal. Now, I picked this up on a whim. Um, because I'm not quite sure what is going on here. But, oh, oh, there is. There is. There is a panel that explains it. So, brand new issue of Shazam. The new champion of Shazam Issue number one, get disconnected for just a second. Just a second. 
So Mary Marble and the Marble family, but she is going to take up the mantle as the lead, the 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 champion of Shazam, and um, that's where this picks up, and uh, that's the story that's being told. I love Mary Marble. I always have had a crush on her when I was a kid, and uh, Shazam! Can't wait to read that from DC Comics. Uh, I also picked up three issues, the latest issue and then the two uh, previous issues, and I think I've already read issue number one, but I picked it up again just in case. I don't know why I did that, actually. But uh, I got Tales from Harrow County, uh, issue number one, two, and three. And uh, I know I should probably just wait for the trade paperback to come out. But I love this story. I love Cullen Bunn's writing. And the artwork on this is by um, Emily Schnall. And just like Peach Momoko's work, it's this very painterly style. Very simple lines, but beautiful color work. Uh, kind of a watercolor-ish kind of thing. So excited about that. And then, you guys, I picked up a boatload of graphic novels. Trade paperbacks. The Me You Love in the Dark. This was phenomenal by Scotty Young. And... Um, the art is uh, Jorge Corona. Beautiful artwork. And the story was compelling as a weekly or a monthly in the floppies. But I have a feeling this thing is going to read so much better all in one volume. So excited about that. Um, speaking of reading all in one volume, uh, I picked this up uh, either Monday or yesterday. Maybe I got it Saturday. But uh, got um, Power Rangers versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the uh, first volume. There's a second series coming out. Um, this is by Ryan Parrott, uh, Simone DeMio, and Walter Biamonte. And you guys, I just bought this to do some research. I was not a fan of the Power Rangers or the Ninja Turtles. They came out a little past my time for Saturday morning. So I never got into them. And every time I've tried to watch um, the Power Rangers, I just thought it was sipid and, and silly and just not my thing. But in comic book form, they read like a real deal action-adventure super team. And I loved this. Now, I've never been a huge Turtles fan either, but I loved Last Ronin and I've been very familiar with their stuff and watched several of the movies throughout the years and enjoyed it. Never been a huge fan. But this book may have made me a Turtles fan too, but definitely made me a Power Rangers fan. And so yesterday or tonight at the uh, comic shop, I picked up Power Rangers Unlimited. I don't know anything about this. Um, it looks like it's a standalone story. I don't know. But I've gotten turned off Power Rangers comics, so I'm going to check that out. And then this one has been on my list for months. And I finally picked up the uh, trade paperback because, quite honestly, the floppies have been impossible to find. And they're already into uh, Volume 2, but I picked up Basilisk, again, by Cullen Bunn, with art by Jonas Scharf and Alex 
Gumeres. And this artwork is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I don't know anything about this series, but I love Cullen Bunn's writing. And uh, this, and I want to get um, Jeff Lemire's uh, uh, Snow Angels and um, Parasomnia. Is that Jeff Lemire or Cullen Bunn? Either one. They're both two of my favorite writers. And then finally, I had to pick this up. Um, I've just heard so much buzz about it, and it's going to be a Netflix series, I think. So I picked up Berserker Volume 1 by Keanu Reeves, Matt Kind, Ron Garney, who is one of my all-time favorite artists, and Bill Crabtree. So, um, uh, yeah, I got it. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll take a look and, and see. Um, anyway. Big old stack of new comics already. Oh, and I also got um, The Once and Future, Volume 4, which I already read. So uh, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, and Once and Future I read in one sitting because it really does read like a movie. And Once and Future reads like a Netflix series. Netflix, why haven't you created a series? But that's not why I'm here. I just wanted to share new comics. Yum! And just rub it in the face of my former show, that Geeky Tales show, that I actually have physical copies of what I'm talking about. And I always do. There's a stack over there still of uh, stuff that I'm working through from last week. But, but, um, I know the question is on your lips. What's going on with DC Comics, Warner Brothers, and HBO Max? So you guys probably saw the news yesterday that um, Warner Brothers and HBO Max have scrapped the Batgirl movie. Just scrapped it. Um, it's finished. It's in post-production. Uh, so far, they've spent about $70 million of the uh, $200 million budget. And they've decided rather than complete the movie and release it, they're just going to shelve it. Done. Um... And, um, also, um, some news started coming out today in lieu of that. Um, they've also scrapped Scoob 2, which, okay, Scoob 1 was okay. It wasn't great. I don't think anyone's dying for a sequel, uh, but they've scrapped that as well. And then the news came out today that HBO Max is slashing their scripted content. 70% of the creative team is expected to be laid off tomorrow on the investor call. And why, why does this matter? Warner Brothers, HBO Max are, are like this. They're owned by Discovery, who bought them from AT&T, who, um, you know, AT&T bought them from Time Warner, Anyway, Warner Brothers keeps changing hands. And under the Warner Brothers banner is DC Comics, Warner Brothers Studios and Animation, and Hanna-Barbera, and Filmation Animation. Some big cultural properties, some huge IPs. Not just Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, but you've got Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, you've got Space Ghost, Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, 
you've got uh, the Jetsons and um, Tom and Jerry and all of the Hanna-Barbera characters and all of the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, did I mention them? I don't know. The Looney Tunes characters, Animaniacs, all of that is under the Warner Brothers uh, umbrella with DC Comics. Well, so they are expected um, to slash budgets, to slash staff, and to slash their scripted television department in favor of going to unscripted reality TV on HBO Max. And there are three big things in play. One, when Discovery bought, uh, when Discovery bought Warner Brothers uh, earlier this year, the first fallout was the um, CW shows. They were all canceled except for Superman and Lois and The Flash. The Flash was already finished. They are going to keep Superman and Lois, I think, for a third season, and that's it. Uh, or maybe a fourth. I don't know what they're on. But all of the other ones were canceled. Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, um, uh, Black Lightning, Naomi, Stargirl, gone. And so a lot of people are wondering, okay, they're not moving them to HBO Max. They just canceled them. So what, is, what does this slash in budget mean for HBO Max? Well, the profit of pop culture is going to tell you what it means. It means that Doom Patrol and Titans are next on the cutting room floor. We might, might still get a Peacemaker Season 2. Might. Don't hold your breath. I, I am predicting that tomorrow, on that investor call, in that meeting, that they are going to cancel a lot of other projects. And not just Batgirl, not just Scoob, not just Doom Patrol and Titans. I think they are going to officially shelve the Ezra Miller Flash. Um, they're already reporting that Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2 are getting pushed out. They're getting moved again for the third time. Um, could they get shelved? Shazam's done. I mean, they already started airing uh, trailers for that at San Diego Comic-Con, but what about Aquaman 2? We don't know. So that's that's happening. Um, properties are going to get cut. They're going to delay things. And the big news is that they are going to be discussing a merger of their two streaming platforms, HBO Max and Discover Plus, and that they're going to focus on unscripted content. So, all of this is because the new owners at Discovery are, they're bottom line suit and tie guys. They, they are not concerned with character building, world building, um, you know, franchise development like Disney is with Marvel and Lucasfilm and Pixar. That's not that's not who the Discovery people are. That's not never been where Warner Brothers has been. I mean, back in the day when Warner Brothers was just Warner Brothers, yes, they they had a very similar mindset to Disney. But they've been bought and sold by AT and T, by Time Warner, by Discovery, and now 
there are some sharks circling the waters. And here's my prediction. There are going to be two big power players that are going to come in and offer to buy Warner Brothers, which includes DC Comics, Warner Animation, and Hanna-Barbera. One is the powerhouse duo of Robert Kirkman and Todd McFarland. Now, Todd McFarland already has the DC license for McFarland Toys, which took over the action figure production for Mattel. So all of Mattel's action figures and action adventure toys are coming through McFarland Toys. And they've already got the DC license. And Robert Kirkman, if you don't know that name, he's the guy who created The Walking Dead, Invincible, uh, Firepower. He's the one of the wealthiest men in Hollywood right now. And between the two of them, they could buy DC Comics outright from Warner Brothers. And there's been... They, they've been trying to do that for about three years. And new rumors started popping up just a few weeks ago that they are back in the hunt. That they are coming back to the table. Um, and they could do it. But I think the second party... There's someone else out there who wants the Warner Brothers properties. I'll give you three guesses who, and the first two don't count. I am talking about the mouse. Disney made a bid when Time Warner sold Warner Brothers to AT&T. They, they made a bid at that time for, for $2 billion, which is $2 billion less than what they bought Marvel and Lucasfilm for. Now, why would they come in and want to... Well, we know why they would want to buy them. Um, because they get control of DC Comics, Warner Brother Animation, the Warner Brothers Studios, and Hanna-Barbera and Filmation Animation Properties, which for content purposes is great for Disney Plus and for Hulu. Two, they get to control those IPs, and that puts them in charge of creating the films. It takes them out of the hands of the suits in the ivory towers and they can actually hire people who are fans first. And that would happen, you know, with, with DC Comics, Todd McFarlane and Kirkman would be hiring people who love those IPs and who want to really see comics flourish. Now, here's the thing about Disney. Disney is not really concerned about the comics publishing industry. And we're seeing this at major retail like Barnes & Noble and Books A Million, if you go in there today, their trade paperback section now is this big for Marvel. Three shelves, you know, a whole section for DC, but for Marvel, this much. And for whatever reason, Marvel is not concerned with putting out product to the stores in printed form. Now, Kevin Feige says that that's going to change, I don't see it changing. So that would be a hit to DC Comics because I think what Disney is more interested in doing is licensing out those IPs to other publishers. So Marvel is already doing this and Lucasfilm is already doing this with the Star Wars IP and the Avengers, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, 
Um, IDW is publishing all ages books of those IPs. And you may not have even realized that it was IDW doing it. And IDW has stated that their goal is to get back in mainstream newsstand market distribution. And if they had the DC properties and the Marvel properties, holy cow, that would be huge. Huge. And Disney could make that happen. Um, but more than that, we would get new DC properties in TV and movies that were being controlled by an overarching hand. And I would suspect that they would probably put Robert Kirkman or Jim Lee or even maybe bring back in Dan DeDito to oversee that. So that's what's going on. That's what's going on. You guys who love the content on HBO Plus, um, it's not going to be around much longer, I don't think. And my son was arguing with me. He was like, Dad, they're not going to get rid of any of that content on HBO Plus. It's superior. It's highest quality stuff. Well, quality doesn't always transmit or, or translate into profits. If they're losing money because people aren't signing up and subscribing to HBO Max, they've got to make a change. And in this case, they're getting rid of 70%, you guys, 70% of their scripted content. Gone! They're moving to unscripted content. Documentaries and reality shows, guys. HBO Max and Discover Plus is going to tank. And you better pray, pray that Disney comes in and buys Warner Brothers and DC Comics. Pray that that happens. Because McFarlane and Kirkman only want DC Comics. They don't, they don't want the studios. They don't want any of that content. They want to start from scratch with DC Comics, which means they're still going to have to license stuff out to different studios. And we know how that worked for Marvel when Marvel was licensing, licensing to Sony and Fox and Universal. It was a mess, and Disney is still trying to untangle that web and wrest control of uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse away from Sony. That's another topic for another day. And people are going to say, well, wouldn't that give Disney a monopoly? No. It, it doesn't even give them a, a monopoly over comics material because you still have Image Comics, Dark Horse, IDW, uh, Vault, Boom, Dark Horse, Dynamite, all of the other indies, literally thousands of titles. And so there's no case to be made that they have a monopoly. you got Archie Comics too. So there's no case to be made that Disney would have a monopoly on comics. Well, would they have a monopoly on you know film and geek culture? No, because there's still Sony, Paramount, Universal. And so as long as there is still competition... You can't claim a monopoly. And there's nothing that is stopping any of the studios in the competition from going out, creating their own IPs, and creating their own multi-billion dollar empire. So, there you have it. Um, that is what's going on with DC Comics, Warner Brothers, and HBO Max. Questions, comments, concerns. I don't see any comments down below. I see Jordan Rebecca Harrison is watching. Glad to have you with us, Jordan. Um, if anybody else is watching and you'd like to make a comment, 
uh, go ahead. I'd love to uh, have this conversation with you for the next few minutes before I head off and uh, read some of these new comics and see what's going on with the new champion of Shazam. Um, anyone? Anyone? Bueller? 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 Hey guys, um, I forgot to mention, and I'll, I'll mention this tomorrow, if you haven't heard, next Friday, next Friday, on the Walmart website, they are releasing, and it's exclusively online, it will not be available in stores, the new Cinna Fuego Toast Crunch. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's Cinnamon Toast Crunch with hot, hot spices. It's going to be spicy, and I'm trying to see if I can find it here. I can't get to it. Oh, because I'm in the wrong browser. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so if I've been saving bookmarks in a different Google browser? Yeah, so next Friday, August 12th, the Cinefuego Toast Crunch. Will you get it? Will you pick it up? It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's, uh, cinnamon, hot peppers. I, I can't wait to try it. I cannot wait to try Cinefuego Toast Crunch. But this week, we're going to be trying the Lucky Charms Honey Clovers. I've never had it before. I love honey-flavored cereal. And as long as it doesn't taste like cardboard, we're good. So tune in this Saturday morning to see the taste test of Lucky Charms Honey Clovers, and to join the discussion about Marvel versus DC. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then. Until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.